Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. 20 past 10. Thanks for your company this Tuesday morning. Yeah, the silence is deafening. I, I think we've proved a point here this morning that fans don't give a rat's about there not being a transfer window, about players being able to sign mid-season or even 16 months out with opposition clubs. Because if you were so strong on it, you'd be protesting, you'd be burning jerseys, you'd be howling, you'd be ringing talkback radio stations, you'd be... But but it's not happening. Yet we're led to believe by the clubs and the league that it's exactly what the fans think. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. standing by. A couple of texts before we get to Mitch Robinson. Uh, this one's from Michael. He said, Morning, Ben. Quick comment about Ricky Stewart and his press conference. For me, it was his behaviour and the Raiders that caused all the trouble. I think he's talking about Jack Whiten here. Is that right? We all know that the reporter who was implying something dodgy with the South's contract and the Raiders had some internal issues with Jack. And he is mates with Stuart. So we all know that there was such a loud carry-on over the contract. That was the reason why. For him to act so upset at the press conference, what a joke. You reap what you sow. Michael. Has Michael got a point? 13, 13, 55. Daniel says, look, just think about moving different states. Kids at school, wife's or partner's career change, older family situation, selling and buying a house. is 16 months a lot to organize in this time. Yeah, it is. And and I've always thought that, Daniel, that that is why, and that's the argument we've always been presented, that players do need to uproot when it comes to moving clubs. Or do they? In, in Brisbane, yeah. And players to come to Brisbane, southeast Queensland, be it the Dolphins, be it the Broncos, be it the Titans, maybe even the Cowboys. But when you've got the bulk of clubs in the greater Sydney area, you can change clubs and not even have to move a dress. It's just a longer commute. So moving the kids' school and your partner getting a, a, a different job, yeah, in some cases. But also, isn't that the sacrifice that you and the family have to make if you want to play at this level, be the elite, and it's just one of the sacrifices, because there are many, to play at this level. And also, isn't that why you get well remunerated to perhaps smooth out any of those other issues? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736. I think it's a crock. I think it's, I don't think you do give a rat's ass about the current contract situations right now. Prove me wrong. Go Lions, hashtag 2023 Grand Finals. Yes. Sitting there patiently and tapping and singing along <laughs> to the song was the man who was calling the Lions and Frio game Saturday afternoon for SEN, and he oh. was able to call this piece of magic. Heavens is that? Free play. Everything he ought tonight. Talk us through it, Mitch Robertson. I like Will Expert. How do you see Ashcroft on the fly? It's a banter hit from Oscar. He says, Hamilton, oh, oh my. He's kicked it with his right foot. Oh, that is the air. That is goal
Oh, mate, how good does that sound? Somebody signed me up for more games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon you had to stop yourself and hold your tongue from saying a few other words there. I, <laughs> when yeah, you... I had a few, I had a few explicits in the in the old vocabulary that I had to. That's where my maturity comes into play because you don't understand what I actually wanted to say. It would have been. Oh, I think Holy we. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think, oh, I think we. Job. I think we all but got that it. That was that was a moment. Well, speaking about maturity, that was a serious moment. Yeah, eighteen years of age, and the kid pulls that out. Uh, it, it's it's remarkable. Oh. Or, or or is what Charlie did the week before against the Giants? Is that a better goal? No. What are you talking about? No way. <laughs> I don't care what you think. That is the goal of the year, and I don't think you'll see something like that again. The only th- the only goal that can compare to that is Daniel Wells. Karate kick out of the air out of a ruck contest. That's probably the only one that can be like similar to that incident. That was, yeah, you never see that again unless he does it again somehow. But the degree of difficulty from the pocket, the angle he had was. It was amazing! <laughs> it was amazing. Indeed, something that isn't amazing is the Lions injury uh, toll. And I say that because they are missing yeah. two of your old timers, your old teammates in Dane Zorko and Daniel Rich. There's 500 games worth of experience not there for the next, well, the best part of three weeks. Call me up. I'm ready to go if you need another old bloke. No, it's, uh, it's not great. I was, I, was, I was hanging out with Zorko yesterday talking to him and he said... You know, it's not not as bad as they first thought. Um, it's going to be, you know, two or so weeks, but it's not the same hammy that he injured in the preseason, which was tendon uh, related. So, it's not it's not bad. It's just an old man hammy injury, and uh, he'll he'll come back firing, and and he'll be ready to go in a couple of weeks when they need him. Look, he doesn't grab the headlines, neither does Daniel Rich, but they are so important for the team. They're, they're, they're pinpoint passing, the way they can just get things transitioning from back half or even to the midfield going into forward. Oh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to miss them bigger and, and more than we expect. Oh, 100%. They're the two players you can't um, replace for likeness, but... The best thing about the Brisbane Lions at the moment, their depth is through the roof. They've got, um, I think they're undefeated in the VFL at the moment, so they've got players who can step up, and there's obviously players that are ready to put their hands up and, and come straight into the senior team. So I've got no no worries about um, replacing them in terms of um, ex- maybe experience. They don't have that in the in the VFL. They've got Jared Lyons, who's waiting um, patiently in there. You've got Reese Matheson, who's played a, a lot of games, and... In the back line, you got you can put Noah Answorth back there, and you got Cal Archie. Oh, the list goes on. So the undefeated VFL team, the big Papa Fags wouldn't be too worried um, right now. If it was a longer injury, then yeah, he'd be a little bit wiggy. But I think those boys would just have a couple of weeks out. It's not too bad for the for the old legs to have a rest anyway, and then come back and start winning some games and get ready for the point end of the season. All right, well then let's step through that. And Noah Ensworth and Cal Archie were the two that I had penciled in to, to come in and replace Rich oh, and Zork. Well, I, well I, I just thought, I mean, Zorks can cover at the back, push forward and into the front. So that that's Cal Archie to to a T. That that's the role that he plays. He's a swing man, right? And Noah Ensworth was on the bench as the emergency yep. sub anyway. So that they they to me were the two headliners. But that's just my mere mortal uh, opinion. Does does someone like Matthew or JL come into the conversation into consideration? Because you'd have to move a few other pieces then, wouldn't you? Because they're not really like-for-like players. No, you, you pretty much nailed it there with your immortal uh, opinions. Um, I no, think no, that, no, me, 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 great... me, me, immortal, not immortal. That's the no, complete no, no, no. I think you're immortal. <laughs> I think you're immortal. 
No, I think that I think you've nailed it though. Like those two players, uh, Noah Answorth has been playing midfield in the VFL because I think that the back line's pretty stacked at the moment, and he can't really squeeze himself in there. And he's not a genuine wingman. He played that position last year in the finals, took my spot, the bugger. But um, I think that Cal Archie has just been hanging around. You got Jackson Pryor can come in as well. Um, he's playing all right in the VFL, but. Mm. Yeah, it's really tough for um, math on those guys who are putting up some serious numbers in the VFL um, and, and the undefeated team at the moment. There's there's a plethora of options um, that's in the reserves and I'm sure there's no real headaches for the coaches to be able to say, yeah, this guy's ready to go. Um, I, I, think I think they've got you know play, players that they can cover them easily. Not easily because I'm not saying they're not good players, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, they've got depth, and that's the one thing to crack into this team. Yeah. And we've also seen it's it's something that Chris Fagan isn't um, uh, well. He's not shy at tinkering with changing a winning lineup. He did that last week. He he, he made one change at the back. He brought in Ryan Lester uh, just to just to tweak it. Just to and, and you know what? Even Lockie Neal said the the next day that. I guess it puts us all on notice that it doesn't matter how well we're travelling as a team, we might have won three straight, what's now four straight, that if you're playing well enough in the twos that you will and can get elevated to the first. So it just keeps uh, us on our toes. I'm going to keep you on your toes, Robbo, because Vanessa's standing by with a news hit, but we're back to talk about the, well, let's call it the Michael Voss Cup when it comes to the Lions v Carlton. It's 10.32. Thanks for your company this Tuesday morning. About to tick by that. We are doing it this morning. Thanks to Maccas, proud supporters of the Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. Uh, Mitch Robinson is standing by. Uh, actually, we can hear him in the background. Uh, Mitch, just on this, Adam from Morningside, maybe maybe one of your fans down there at the Panthers has texted through to saying, the best player to go from Carlton to the Lions would have to be Fev, wouldn't it, Robbo? <laughs> Come on, mate. If you're a Panther supporter, you've got, you got to jump on my bandwagon. I'm the only player in history. Sorry, I'm eating ice. I'm the only player in history to play 100 games for both clubs, let alone 50 games for both clubs. So, servant-wise, it should be called the Mitch Robinson Cup, and we both know that. <laughs> so, yeah, but who's who's keeping count, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's me, right. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, me. I asked Sir Swamp last night on Twitter, and he uh, confirmed my, my ideology. So, yeah, it, I might be able to give out a medal on Friday night if I get the offer. All right, so not the Michael Voss Cup, but it's the Mitch Robinson Cup. The Lions take on Vossies Carlton at Marvel on uh, Friday night. Uh, this is going to be a, a big test. It's going to be a big month of May for the Lions, starting starting with Carlton. Yeah, it's obviously a massive game for both teams this weekend. Um, Brisbane sitting fourth, and the Blues are sitting uh, sixth at the moment. So mm. we're, uh, that has had a massive win over West Coast over there. Unfortunately, they have a depleted lineup and um, not a very experienced team they played against. But Charlie Kerner with nine Schnagger-Roonies. Their midfield's really starting to fire now. They're starting to get a lot of possessions between them. I think they're outpossessing every team by about 100 disposals at the moment, which is, is pretty ludicrous. They're playing like a little bit like the Western Bulldogs of old. So I think it's a big game. Obviously, we've got two massive outs in Richie and Zorko. But um, this is going to be the game that... Everyone's like, oh, Lions can't travel, they can't do this, they can't win games away from the Gabba. Well, this is a big opportunity for the Lions to go down to Marvel, go to Melbourne in the freezing cold and put on a show. So I'm actually going to tip the baggers in, after saying all that, but... <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> oh, no, no, I built it up for nothing, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip the baggers. I think they're, they, they've got that uh, bit of hunger in their belly now. They know the winning formula, they believe that, and... 
Nothing against the Lions. I just think that uh, the Baggers are going to win this one. Okay, well, hang on, Rob. Just dispel this myth then that the, the Lions can't play on the road. I mean, I know they've got. The, oh, they can. I've got their, I think you're road warriors, to tell you the truth. The fact if you if you're winning more games away than you're losing, which the Lions have done, uh, th- yep. I mean that that's in the uh, elite class in world sport. If you're winning more on the road than you than you lose. Well, who do you think is building this narrative? You you tell me right now who's building that narrative. Anyone south of the Murray. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. So the Lions have obviously got a really great record away from home. I think they're um, 42% win rate, which is, I think, and don't quote me because I'm not a statistician. I think that's the best or one of the top three in the competition. So that little myth is is irrelevant. But you know what? It sells papers, sells headlines, it's clickbait formula. So just run with it. But the, they don't think about it too much when you're in the four walls there. And I've experienced that. And we focus on early days of building a fortress of the Gabba. We want to win games there. We do that pretty much every week now. Um, so when we travel, it's usually against good teams, um, big Melbourne teams, and and that's the thing that they've got to jump over. They beat um, North Melbourne in Adelaide. They've beaten whoever else they've played this year that I can't remember, but they seem to be winning uh, games away from home. Well, yeah, North Melbourne in the in the hills, the Adelaide Hills, in G, the, G, the, GWS, the hills. yeah, GWS down in Canberra as well. Canberra, so, yeah. So it's and what four and four and four, four straight and two now. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, things are things are pumping five along. Um, now tell me five and two exactly four straight is what it was. Um, yeah. David King, our colleague at SEN down in Melbourne, has pointed out that Big Oscar has got to stop this thumping out of the pack and just smashing it to. Of no one down the field, but it is to someone down the field, isn't it, Robbo? I, I, I like these tactics from, from Big Oscar. Maybe not in his defensive 50, but I, I don't mind what he's trying to do here. I don't think he does in a defensive 50. If, if he has, it would have been a game plan going in to clear the ball from the contest. But Big O's got the license to do um, what he feels and what the midfielders around him are calling. He doesn't just do it willy-nilly. It's um, He's a very um, big thinker of the game. He knows his role. And I don't want to go speaking on what their tactics are, but in the past, the only time that he would spike the ball, if it was a, a boundary hit that he wants to get a player running onto, or if it's a centre bounce and it's landing on top of his head, he would just spike the ball forward and, and the players in the forward line would know that that's going to happen and then they come up the line and meet the ball at once. So, Kingy, mate, I don't know if you know the lines very well, but um, it's usually in their tactics and Big O is one of those guys who, who will adhere to um, team structures. So it's not just oh, let's just do a big spike because if it's irrelevant and it's not going to help the team, what's the point of doing it? But I don't know the numbers, and it's probably in that article that I saw, I think it was for Fox Footy. Um, the percentage-wise, if we win that ball or we're clearing the contest, it's an advantage for us. So, um, yeah, Big O is one of those guys that will do what he has to do. Um, and if it's working for us, then keep doing it, my guy. He's yeah. uh, very unapologetic. I like the chaos of it. I, I mean, you're expected when you when you look around a midfield pack and a, and a stoppage when you've got... Neil, McCluggage, Ashcroft, Dunkley there, you're Dunkley. going, well, it's going to go to one of these four or maybe more, right? Well, wrong. Yep. Smash it downfield. Oh, expect the unexpected. There we go. That, that's, that's that's what I love about it as well. Um, oh, Charlie Charlie Cameron. Oh, um, Lincoln McCarthy. McCarthy. You're on your yeah. toes and you're expecting yeah. it. Oh, wow. They've got the ball in the <laughs> and our forward Cam line. Rainer. Yeah, exactly. Expect the unexpected. Woo! <laughs> 
Uh, Mitch Robinson, my guest, is he is every Tuesday. Um, this <laughs> coffee's kicking in. I'm sorry. I was about to say. I'm, I'm glad it was the. I'm glad it was the coffee. Now, um, mate, you, you just mentioned about West Coast severely depleted. That they were missing a, an extraordinary amount of talent and amount of games on the weekend when they played Carlton. It was a thousand, thousand plus or more than fifteen hundred, wasn't it? It was. It was huge. And I've just mentioned at the beginning of this hour about transfer windows when it comes to the NRL. And what they should be looking at, whether the fans want it or not, is something else. But I think there should be a transfer window at the end of the season. But AFL, you think there should be a mid-season, or you you, you want to put the idea about a mid-season loan or trade period for teams that are struggling with injuries? Yeah, I've just me and Zorko had a chat yesterday on the new podcast that we're going on called the Zork and Robbo Show. Big plug there. What's going on? It's on YouTube right now. Hang on, hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Hang on. What, sorry, what, sorry, what sorry, happened sorry, to sorry. the Davo and Robbo Show? Yeah, well, that's on SEM because I've, thro- I've thrown that idea in there and you, you needed listeners and I came to the party with a great idea and it got shut down, so that's on you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's just no one's ever called me Davo, but except you. So okay. that, Davo and Robbo? Yeah. No, nah, what, what, what I had in mind was, obviously West Coast, they've got 1,752 player uh, experience of games on their injury list right now, and that's number one in the comp by Country Mile. And it just got me thinking that... Even when Collingwood, they had their, they're, they're playing well still. They're still winning a lot of games, but they've got no Ruckman at the moment. So we had a, we had a chat about the pros and cons of um, loaning players. So if you have, say we use Darcy Ford in the VFL right now for the Brisbane Lions. He's second string Ruckman, and he's probably going to play a handful of games this year. And if, if Collingwood came to the party and I, I put up there for future round picks or a loaning system for a couple of games to give him a chop out, um, would that suffice of giving, giving the player some more experience at that level, at AFL level? Would it not? But then, obviously, the chats came up with, well, why would you want to make another team better? And that's where we kind of fell down in the, in the loan system. But I know the NRL does something similar. And then today I put out a little tweet suggesting that why not have a, a, a draft pool that's, uh, that we use kind of for the AFL health and safety protocols for COVID in, in 2020 and last year when West Coast had a lot of COVID um, positive test uh why mm. can't you just go back to the players who have nominated for the draft and didn't get picked up or who have nominated for the mid-season draft that are currently in in state level leagues why not be able to choose a few players from there if your injury list is off the radar as west coast is right now i think there's obviously going to be a lot of rules behind it and and how long and with travel expenses and and all that kind of stuff but in saying that every player that's nominated wants to play afl and they'll give up and move heaven and earth to try and get on a list and I think it's great for players in state leagues to be able to have that opportunity to still play AFL in some level and you know it's great motivation for them mid-season loans when it comes to injuries at your club would you like to see it 13 13 55 Robbo just on that I'm looking at an NRL example last year Jesse Arthurs from the Broncos was loaned to the uh, Warriors and he got game time over there in first grade now he's come back this year bigger better and more improved he was always coming back to Brisbane and he's just had more first-grade experience under his belt. So wouldn't that be the argument of, yeah, I know you might be making another team better for that week or the month that they're loaned out for, whatever time period it might be, but surely they return to you bigger, better, harder and stronger. Yeah, 100%. And the, the probably only other thing is the clubs will be potentially losing some of the IP, their structures, their, their calls, their hits. But AFL is a lot different to NRL in that regards because they have a playmaker who usually sets the field up, etc. But 
I think that it's a, it's a great idea because if it's players, especially younger players who have come into the system that can't crack a senior team in the top four or top eight team, i.e. Brisbane Lions, why not give them a couple games over at a, a team that's not performing in the bottom eight and, and see how they go because that fast-tracks their development as a player. And although it might be only for a couple of weeks here at a time, but I just think it's a great initiative and, and it's something that fans and stuff need to grow up a little bit in my honest because they're always set in their old ways and I think that new ideas scare them a little bit but in saying that it's, it's just great for the players to be able to have opportunities to to play the AFL level experience it taste it learn from it and then come back to the orig- original club that they're at and it, I think it would work well and it actually actually gives the media and, and fans something to talk about um, and I'm all for it. Plenty to talk about in the world of AFL, Robbo. We will scream through these. Uh, the Suns, they, you saw them the week before and now they have taken down the Tigers. Um, ben King, he, he was a shining light, but so was uh, Nick Holman as well. And Noah, and, uh, Noah Anderson, 30-plus um, disposals. You, did you like what you were seeing from the Suns? Definitely. I think they're starting to find a little bit of their mojo and what they stand for. I don't know what they've talked about in their four walls, but when you lose a few games, and especially the one against Fremantle, they've come out and won two in a row, and that, that could be real three in a row, to be honest. So they've beaten Richmond, who, although they've got a lot of injury concerns themselves, they've, they've still got a great team on the park, and, and to be able to knock them off down at Marvel in Melbourne is a great scout for them. And they've got probably, <laughs> probably the biggest challenge of their year this weekend when they're playing against Melbourne Demons at yeah. um, Heritage Bank Stadium. So that's going to really test them and see where they're at because I had them thereabouts for the eight this year and and obviously they got off to a shaky start, but you know, they're starting to find a bit of their mojo and, and sink and, and obviously Ben King, as I said at the start of the year, him getting back, playing footy, coming back from his ACL, getting some game time under his belt. You know, he's kicked five and four, so he, he's playing to his standards and he's starting to find his... He's calling again, which is great. But as you said, there's a lot of other players who are stepping up now in absence of uh, Tuck Miller. If they can knock off the Ds this Saturday on the coast... Oh, uh, grand final then. Put them in the grand final. Well, maybe not that far, but we can can perhaps start talking about those genuine top eight contenders. Hey, two of the big hit points uh, during the last uh, seven days since we last spoke. Obviously, yesterday, Andrew Dillon has been appointed as Gil McLaughlin's successor. Um, Very quickly, from a player's point of view, is it something that's spoken about? Is it something that has an impact at a playing level? Not at all. Absolutely zero impact on what it has in for AFL players. I, I didn't ever know who he was, to be honest, till I watched the I watched the press conference um, yesterday, and and he spoke amazingly, and he has all the best intentions for the AFL and the brand, and and making it an inclusive sport and making it the best sport in Australia. So he pretty much nailed it in his in his press conference and it's exciting to see someone new get a shot at it. I loved Andrew Dimitro, I loved Gil McLaughlin, I thought they spoke really well and they're all about the game and, and I think it's a nice little handover. And letting letting or making um, McLaughlin stay on until the end of the year just to finish out the season, I think it's a really smart idea and it takes a little bit of pressure off um, Andrew Dillon. So no, it doesn't make it doesn't have an impact at all on the players itself, but you just gotta see a new face of the sport. Robbo, your mate Albo has announced the $240 million funding development for the Harbour. Righto. Tasmanian team. Um, will you have Fags as your coaching director when you become the first head coach of the Tasmanian team? <laughs> Mate, I did some assistant coaching for Panthers a couple of weeks ago and I absolutely hated it. So you will not see me anywhere near wearing a coach's hat on. But, no, nah, he, he's a very passionate Tasmanian. Um, he's a Hall of Famer down there and, and him, having him involved in the club would be a no-brainer, as well as 
um, David Noble, who we, they you know they changed the, the the culture and the the way Brisbane Lions are perceived up in the AFL competition. So I'd be going after those two guys immediately. Um, I'd get Mitch Robinson as development coach and vibes trainer. So <laughs> making sure that the guys are passionate about wearing the jumper and and making sure they train at 100% every single session. But honestly, for a Tasmanian, it's the most um, proud moment I've had in, in, I guess, my AFL career, like looking from an outside in now that I'm up in Brisbane, to be able, for, for kids and for athletes in Tasmania to be able to play potentially for an AFL team in Tassie is every kid's dream. And hopefully we get a license and we can go forward. But in saying that, there's going to be a 20th license somewhere. So everyone, where would that be? Where would you think it'd be? Would it be NT? Would it be another team in WA, SA? Can't have one in Victoria because they've got bloody eight teams already. So Too many. You yeah. do the maths, we'll figure it out. All right, NT for me. Um, Robbo, we will see you next week. Appreciate that. We have just had our big fix of AFL, 13-13-55, is a lot to cover there, lots to unpack with Mitchell Robinson. Um, what we are going to do is take a quick break, and then after that I'm going to give you the next clue for our squiz quiz, which we're kicking off at 11. We've already given you one answer. That's right. Tennis is one of the answers. I'll give you the next one straight after this.